Hey, it's your host, Abigail Pumphrey, and I'm on a personal mission to help more small business owners become financially free. I like to nerd out on all things business, marketing, and most definitely the numbers. I'm talking all the lessons learned as I turned a layoff into a seven-figure online business. I like to share it all and no conversation is off the table. We talk actionable strategies, biz challenges, and all the things life throws your way. Grief, anxiety, loss, and resilience are all topics you'll find here. So grab a cup of coffee and settle in because you're listening to the Strategy Hour podcast brought to you by Boss Project. Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got Crash Plan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. Crash Plan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. Hey, Laura. Welcome to the podcast. How are you doing today? Good. How are you guys? Thanks so much for having me. Oh, we are good. We are all rested up from a December off. And now we're ready to jump full speed ahead into all the podcasts. So y'all better get ready. <laughs> this is our first official interview of 2018. We had to kind of like remind ourselves how to podcast <laughs> for a second. So forgive us if halfway through I forget how to ask questions. Honor to be first. So we have Laura on the show, I feel like kind of half for nostalgia, half for helping y'all out with processes because the new year is like the perfect time to do that. And so today I feel like I'm going to be the dumb one who was never a professional photographer asking all the dumb questions. And Emily is going to be like, I totally used to do this. How do you do it? So um, I'm going to pretend to be the dumb one for now and talk, talk to me, Laura, a little bit about how you got a process in place worth working with clients in your photography business. Yeah, absolutely. So it's kind of a little bit of backstory of why I needed a workflow. So I was working a full-time job, nine to five at a photo studio as an editor, and I was doing weddings on the side. So I had booked 15 weddings for that year when I was still working full-time. And October hit. If anybody lives in a place that has leaves, then you know, <laughs> then you know, October is crazy for wedding season. So October hit. I was super burnt out. I was, I was literally going to my full time job in pajamas, and it was not at my home office. I was like, this is really horrible. So I did not have workflow whatsoever. So after my last wedding of the year, I decided I would spend my entire off season developing a workflow because I was making less than minimum wage from hour to dollar on weddings. And I used to be a project manager at an interior architecture firm. So I knew 
how important organization was because I was managing all these multi-million dollar projects and contractors and everything. And I was like, man, I got to pull this into my photo business. So I spent about four months. I wrote down every single thing that I do in the client process, every single email I write, every all the culling, editing, blogging. And it wasn't just like, all right, import, cull, edit, blog, deliver gallery. Because when people tell me, when my mentors tell me that my mentees are like, yeah, I have a workflow. And then they have eight steps. And I'm like, okay, well, that's not really a workflow because we want to have all the tasks and all the subtasks that go into it. And I want it to come from a place that was very proactive instead of reactive because I felt like I was spending all of my time in my inbox. And, you know, it's just such a common joke in the creative industry that 5 to 10% of your actual career is spent doing the actual thing. So it was like 5 to 10% was taking pictures and then everything else was admin work. So I was like, well, how can I maximize my picture taking time and reduce all the admin time? So I started writing everything out. I started color coding it. So after everything was written out, I could figure out what gets automated, what gets delegated, what can be done by a software. So that was kind of how and why it started to be developed. And that was the end of 2015. Well, I love to hear that you created a system in your downtime instead of doing what a lot of people do is when they realize, holy crap, I'm working for a minimum wage because been there as a photographer. A lot of us as a creative have found that like we do the math and we're like, oh, crap, I could go get a job at Gap and be yep. making more money than I am right now. Um, but, but everyone's first reaction is, OK, then I need to raise my prices. Yeah. But the problem is, is that, okay, you might get a little less clients and make a little bit more money because you're talking to different people, but the shit is still going to be happening in the background and you're still going to be doing less of the creative work and more of the admin work. It's just going to be on a different level. So after like the processes were taken in control, did you refigure out that, okay, how much time am I saving now? And did you find out that you were making more money by not even having to raise your prices? Yeah. So... (laughs) Uh, I think the money came from a different angle in the sense that my referrals increased. Mm. So my referrals went up by 1200%. <gasps> yeah, so super crazy. And I was, you know, totally making a workflow for selfish reasons because I was like, I just want to save time and I want to be efficient. Yeah. And then I was like, holy crap, like if I'm offering your referrals, a yeah. pot of gold? <laughs> Basically, yeah. So they were, I was, you know, to me, creating a workflow was giving them such an elevated client experience mm-hmm. because I was delivering their wedding images before they even got back from their honeymoon. Oh my gosh. So they were oh. still in like the wedding bliss, the, uh-huh. you know, the happiness of the wedding. They hadn't moved on to buying a house or having a kid and, you know, all these other big life milestones that couples move on to after three months after the wedding and something like that. So I wanted to capitalize on the joy that they felt on the wedding day and make sure that was not diminished because then they're going to share their images on Facebook mm-hmm. instead of being like, hey, remember when I got married three months ago? Here's some pictures. <laughs> so I wanted to capitalize on that. And it made them share to social media more. It made them write reviews right away. They were telling all their friends and their family, their wedding party. And to me, like I'm turning 27 in a couple weeks. And I feel like all of my friends are at weddings every other Mm -hmm. weekend. So I'm like, well, I want to get these pictures out before anybody has ever been to another wedding this season. No vendor has done another wedding. No guest has been to another wedding. So I want this wedding to be the focus for the week. 
So, and creating that workflow allowed me to also post the social media, get the blog out and like literally do everything before the weekend hit. So I think the referrals started increasing because people had something to because share. Because you were doing your job better. Yeah, I was doing so- my job better and I gave them something to share very quickly. That's awesome. So I'm sure a lot of people are like, that sounds amazing <laughs> and I would love to do that. But then they're like, I just took 1,200 images mm-hmm. and how am I, I going to call call? Uh, yeah, I don't even know what the normal is. Call <laughs> yeah. and edit and get back to them this like pristine gallery in just a couple of days. And I'm exhausted because I was up till 2 a.m. night of the wedding. So how have you edited down that process? Yeah. So basically, the first night, well, the first thing is getting the tools that you need to be efficient. So for a photographer, I would say getting photo mechanic was probably the best $150 I ever spent because there's no render time to the images. So instead of Lightroom where you're waiting like two seconds for every image, if you're waiting two seconds times 5,000 images, that's 10,000 seconds. I can't do the math in my head, but that's a lot (laughs) of seconds. That's a lot of minutes. (laughs) So yeah, a lot of minutes, a lot of hours. And I probably take a half a million images a year. So that is a hell of a lot of time. So getting the tools first and like even when I import, I use something that imports four memory cards at a time. So I just plug and I only shoot with four memory cards on wedding day. So I'll plug all my memory cards in, go to bed. It's all done in the morning waiting for me. And then basically what I think was really revolutionary for me in my workflow was breaking everything down into super small tasks that were eliminating overwhelm paralysis because I would get home I would see 5,000 images and I'd get through 100. And I'd be like, oh, cool. What's on Netflix? Um, so I would just get very overwhelmed by the sheer volume of what I had to go through. So what I do now is the first thing I do after the import is done is I will sort all of the images into subfolders. So bridal details, bride and groom portraits, first look, first look with dad. So And these are the raw images. So they have not been culled yet. And I'll drag them into subfolders. And then to me, I'm just building momentum piece by piece. So I'm like, all right, I'm just, I only need effect. to get through. Yes, exactly. So it's like, I got to get through 100 images. Awesome. Feeling great. Got something. Check it off the list. Move on to the next folder. So once I do that in Photo Mechanic, I can then transfer it over to Lightroom and also edit in those subfolders. And to me, that sped everything up because obviously my reception photos are not the same white balance or lighting as my bridal details. Mm -hmm. So I would have all bridal details, which are taken in the same lighting scenario, all in one folder. I would edit like two of them, sync it across, and I would be done. So like, I think the quickest I ever edited a wedding was two and a half hours. Holy shit. Yeah, and I, I delivered like Yeah, I just calculated the 10,000 seconds, and that's 2.7 hours. So you it's now crazy. edit in the time that you're saving just from picking a different system to choose to yeah. import your images in. Yep, absolutely. And I also, you know, making this workflow, I realized what I like and don't like and what would be a return on investment to delegate. So now I only edit what goes on my blog, social media, portfolio, and the wedding album. So essentially, I have this system that's two star and up, I edit. And then one star, if it goes into their client gallery, my editor edits because I don't need to be Mm -hmm. the one syncing all the edits. So I think that's something that most photographers are getting held up with because they 
feel so strongly that nobody else can do it just as good as them. Mm-hmm. And I feel like anyone can no, edit a reception photo. Yep. Come on. <laughs> anybody can. And you guys have learned this in your business. I think last time I heard you guys have about what, 14 subcontractors yep. and team members helping out with Think Creative. So you have seen the power of delegation and oh, yeah. me getting an editor allowed me to free up time, even though I can do it quickly. I free up a couple hours a week and then I can write educational blog posts and work on Marley Creative. So it allowed me to develop new income streams because I was saving time. And I think most people get stuck in seeing this as an expense. Like, all right, well, I can I can do it for cheaper. Mm-hmm. I can do it for free. It's just my time. But what is your time worth? Can you, can you give somebody $250 to edit a gallery because that's really all it cost me to edit a whole wedding gallery and then can you go do a mini session or can you do a portrait session and double what you would have saved or sell that album that you spent the time doing those images for yeah exactly so talk to me a little bit about um product sales because i know emily's bread and butter wasn't necessarily the cost of a session it was the cost of selling afterwards so now that you have your session like so condensed in the same amount of space how soon after a wedding are you meeting with couples to do product sales or are you so i am not actually so i do not do in-person sales but i do have products that are incorporated into their package so essentially the one that i not push but the one that i encourage Mm -hmm. people to get is a wedding album so my grandparents have been married 66 and a half years. They still have their wedding on, on their coffee table. They're 96 and oh 95. Her birthday was last week. And they are literally the cutest. And every time we go down there, I open their wedding album. And mm-hmm. so to me, it's an heirloom. It's part of their legacy. I can't wait to yeah. get that passed down to me. And I tell all my couples that story. So that is part of my sales process. But it is really just like... I figured mm-hmm. out what my why was because it was like, all right, well, buy this mm-hmm. album for $1,600 or whatever, but nobody's going to do that. But if you have a reason to get people to invest in it and see the investment and not see it as just a $1,600 expense, then that has really helped me. So I actually do that all up front, but I do have a lot of couples because um, I have a lot of people who are in their 20s, early 30s, and albums are a very big investment. So I let everybody also upgrade their package after the wedding, but I've never done in-person sales. Nice. Maybe someday I will, but, uh, (laughs) (laughs) well, it seems like, I mean, you're at least still offering above and beyond just the session or just the wedding day coverage. And so I think, I think at the end of the day, that's what in-person sales, the purpose that it serves. So whether it's done how you're doing it on the front end, or on the back end, I think I like that you're accomplishing it still. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So you're not just a photographer. <laughs> you also yeah. coach and mentor and offer digital products. So is it due to this workflow that you were able to expand your business? <laughs> 100,000%. I was like, I feel like most creatives, most photographers, I just felt like I was on a hamster wheel and mm-hmm. I was spinning my wheels. And I, and I think we all tell ourselves lies that, all right, yeah. entrepreneur means hustle yep. all the time. Yep. But people are so adamant to believe that balance does not exist. But 
I, I kind of say work-life harmony is a little yeah. better than work-life balance. We say blend. It's never like, okay, I'm going to work eight hours and sleep eight hours right. and then do fun things for eight hours. <laughs> um, but I think that we tell ourselves this lie that it, we need to be in hustle mode yep. in order to make it. And we can't make sacrifices for mm-hmm. if we want our dream business, we, we have to make sacrifices. And I just don't think that's true. Mm-hmm. I used to. And then, you know, I'd, let all my relationships crumble. And I was like, do I need to quit being a wedding photographer yeah. in order to save all my relationships and my friendships? And so I, that's when I started doing workflows because yeah. I was just so burnt out and everything around me was falling apart. Well, we glorify that. And we're, we yeah. like use it as a badge of honor of like, this is how tired I am. And this is how exhausted and my brain hurts and all of these things. And there are definitely seasons for that. Like I've said those things in the middle of the launch when like, I'm not sleeping yeah. that much and things are crazy, but that's a seven day window in comparison to my entire year. Um, Abby and yeah. I just went through and planned out our year. We color coded our days and themes and we have all this whole system going down. And when we actually looked at, like we legit colored out the blocks of the days when we're doing certain tasks and we looked at everything else and took out the days when we're off every single month. And it was this like rude awakening for me that I was like, holy shit, we work about half of every month, half of it. So we're off on weekends. We're off on Mondays. We have half day Fridays. Half of a month is mm-hmm. when we're dedicated to our business. That's bananas to me. And I'm so proud of us for that because we have a nearly seven-figure yep. business. And the year that we almost made that, we worked half of the month. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. It was. It's crazy because I told people now, if I was only running my photography business, I yeah. might work five days, five days a month, literally, besides actually yeah. shooting. But... I will shoot a wedding on Saturday. It'll be done out of my hands by Monday. And that means the blog is scheduled, all social media is scheduled. Everything is called. It's off to my editor. All of the emails are scheduled. And so basically what that allowed me to do is start Lorelei Creative, which as you mentioned, is the Mm -hmm. educational side of my business. So I have essentially turned my workflow into a playbook for wedding photographers. And hopefully someday I'll also have a portrait photographer one, but I have workflow checklists and templates for photographers. And it's kind of funny because I also started to create a workflow because my mom started to work for me and she kept asking questions. Mm-hmm. Right, how do I do this? How do I do that? So I was like, I'm just going to make you a procedure manual. So I literally wrote out a 50 something <laughs> page Google doc of every single thing I do, how I do it, screenshots, videos, and then I started mentoring people and they were like, can we see your yeah. procedure manual? I was like, oh yeah, sure. And then I was like, this can be yeah. a product. So that's kind of how Laura Lee Creative came to fruition. It was yeah. stumbled upon because my mom needed me to make a procedure manual. So now I have the playbook and templates and checklists and everything. And if I did not create this workflow, there would be no time whatsoever to run Laura Lee Creative. And that's the bulk of my time now because it's mostly content creation and stuff like that. But yeah, 100%. Well, talk to me a little bit about about more about that manual and how you legit like, so it's a Google Doc, and you open it up. And what are the questions you ask yourself? What are the things that people can be doing to be like, okay, I know I need to do this, but like, what task should I pick to make the process for first? And like, how do I go about outlining it? What does it actually look like? Yeah, so now it's so it's called the Wedding Photographer's Playbook and it is a 136 page 
PDF document with live video. So if you click on the image, it goes to a YouTube video explaining the process. I'll probably move it into a course type of thing soon. But currently, it is workflow checklists and then the procedure actually written out with screenshots with videos and my students. So I've had a little, I would say about 120 people go through the playbook so far. And most people are telling me they are going from six months to six days of delivering a wedding, 12 weeks to one week. So I got, I think the best email I got was when I was doing the beta testing for it. And I gave it to 10 photographers who were doing multiple weddings a year. I think it's something that when you're doing 15, 20 weddings a year, you need to figure out how you can sustain that level of business without mm-hmm. burning out. So I gave it to 10 photographers to give me tons and tons of feedback. And I got a testimonial from one of them and said, I saved 30 hours the first time I used this on one wedding. And I do 25 weddings a year. So whatever 25 times 30 <laughs> is what 750 hours a year that she saved. And she messaged me and she was like, I got to make Valentine's Day treats with my kids. I had a date night with my husband oh. this week. And it has just revolutionized my business. And I was actually on a ski trip for my five-year anniversary with my boyfriend. And we were at lunch and I just opened Stop my it. email and I was like crying <laughs> and crying on the And so it's basically a PDF manual that walks you through what to do, how to do it, when to do it. And I think what has been really helpful for people is that there are deadlines. So I have broken everything up into what you mm-hmm. do on each day. So it's designed one day after the wedding, you do these five things. Two days after you do these seven things. This is how you do it. This is when you do it. This is why you do it. And then I also have efficiency chapters for each day. So it's just like color-coded efficiency days are blue. So I have about 40 efficiency tips. I could just marry you (laughs) through the thing. (sighs) Through the just for my life. Makes me very happy. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like it's something Emily and I have been working on for going on two years, but uh, neither one of us enjoy documenting processes. I love it. And and so like, we've tried to hand it off a couple times and obviously no one knows our business quite as well as we do. And so it's so difficult. Like we preach all the time, like if you do this, amazing Mm -hmm. things will happen. And the stuff we have Mm -hmm. documented, amazing things have happened, but there is so much that we haven't yep. captured and it's just sitting in our brains. And it's, I mean, it's a little scary. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I'm the only one who knows how to pay us like, like goofy yeah. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so how, if you could give us a little pep talk on yeah. how to get over the like <laughs> overwhelm of documenting all yeah. of this and really sitting down, especially for the non-photographers out there because processes are just different. Yeah. Yeah. So I and I design processes for all different types of businesses. So I think the first thing I do is section off the workflow. So I think I was working with a brand and web designer and we basically had a phone call and I had her just blurt out every single thing she does in her process because I think as creatives we have a very difficult time writing it down like you said and we can verbalize it so I mean for you guys you have business partners Abigail can be like all right Emily just type what I say or you can open a google doc put the (laughs) microphone on and just bring it all out and then essentially put it into a checklist and 
But what I did with her was figure out every section of her workflow. So there's the inquiry stage. There's the booking stage of sending contracts proposals. There is the design preliminary design stage. So it's mood board, Pinterest homeworks. There's client homework stage and it goes on and on and on. I think she had about 11 stages. And so once we had those stages out, we were able to quickly just say, these are all the things that happen in this stage. And then we color coded, we put it all in Asana and HoneyBook for her. And so we color coded everything. This is what you're going to make templates for. And I'm a template freak. I have 156 email templates in my HoneyBook account. Oh, my Lanta. So I have not written out an email. This is horrible. I haven't written out an email to a client in probably two years now. So that's the best. I never want to write an email ever. (laughs) Yeah. And I, to people, I like, I like writing emails to our list, yes. but not like individual responses. Yeah. So basically, once I figure out those sections, you figure out what goes into each section. And then that's when you can start. I mean, I am I love color coding. So people don't have to color code, but I personally think it's the best thing ever. So you can figure out what gets delegated, what gets automated, what gets templated. And then you can just kind of start banging it out. And I always start off with my mentees with a checklist and we'll go through... And the checklist, so this is kind of the important thing. People think that workflows are just a to-do list, but it is an entire ecosystem of what you do in your business. So that includes every email you ever send to a client, any educational stuff you ever send to your client. And that's where the proactiveness comes in. And I have received probably 60 testimonials from clients over the past five years. And I would say at least 50 of them mention my organization. So I'm and that's it's all automated. So I have built in all these educational emails to my bride and grooms of frequently asked questions I get. So what do I wear to the engagement session? What do I pack for you when you come to photograph my details the day of? What do we need to get ready for family formals? And so I have built all that in and I send them emails with an educational blog post before they ever ask the question. So I'm reaching out to plan an engagement session. Here's what you wear. Here's some tips. Here's how to prepare your ring and clean it and mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah before they even ask. So that's kind of where all the elimination of emails comes in because they never have a question. Mm-hmm. They're just like, all right, well, you covered everything. So that's great. Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low-ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low-ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com slash jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com slash jumpstart. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. With over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get Get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial sitting here like brainstorming how we could do that for our students. I'm like, okay, what are the questions we get asked after they buy stuff? And like, sending all of that after. Yeah, I've uh, basically done that with my follow up sequence after people purchase the playbook. I have about four or five emails that answer FAQs. And I also have a video because I feel like to me, when I was coming out with the product, it is definitely overwhelming that it's a PDF and it's 136 pages. So people think that they need to read a book. But I made a four minute video that was like, listen, you don't need to sit down and read all 136 pages at once. It's broken up day by day. So the day after you get home from wedding, all you have to do is read the three pages that have to do with day one. And then once you know the workflow, you never have to go back to it again. So it's just learning it and then you're good to go. But Um, Abigail, to go back to your question, just sectioning it off, writing all the tasks that are in those sections and then the subtasks. So to me, the subtasks are very crucial because as Emily said, that's building the snowball and building momentum. So I have everything down to open WordPress, create new posts, title with SEO, titles, add tags, add keywords, schedule, co-schedule, social media posts. And so everything is written in there. And it makes me feel good because I'm crossing things off all the time. Um, And then from there, once you actually have it written out, I have put mine into HoneyBook. And this is literally workflow on steroids because if anybody listening is familiar with HoneyBook, 
most people, I think, use about 10% of the program and they just use it for contracts and invoices. And they have a workflow and task management tool. And now I have 73 active projects in HoneyBook and every workflow is applied to each client. So I have weddings, maternity, brand sessions, portrait sessions, mentoring clients. Everybody has their own workflow applied to them in HoneyBook. And that's where all the email templates come in, the questionnaires, the brochures, all the tasks and everything is automatically created into a task management system indefinitely based on their project date and when I activate the workflow. So I have my to-do list created for me automatically. All I have to do is make a workflow once and apply it to the client. And now my workflow is indefinitely or my to-do list is indefinitely created for me. So I go into the task management every day and I just go. All I have to do is approve the email and send it and I can automate it, but I don't. But um, I just go in every day. I have 10 tasks or 20 tasks because there's 73 projects. So there's usually a lot of tasks, (laughs) but um, I am able to scale my business without creating extra admin work. Like I do less admin than I have ever done. And I have probably quadrupled the amount of projects that I do. So well, and it's a system doing the admin work for you instead of another person. And so you're saving, I'm sure tremendously on having all of these extra contractors do the things for you. Because is it just your editor and your mom that you have on your team? For Loralee Photography, yes. So my mom does bookkeeping and she does album design. So she's a photographer as well. And she used to do album design back in the film days. So mm-hmm. this is very full circle for her. And then on the Loralee Creative side of things, I have somebody who is 10 hours a week helping to plan retreats and workshops and then oh, yeah. a virtual assistant. And she does That's incredible. stuff. So I basically have just subcontractors for Laura Lee Photography and then team members that do 10 hours a week for Laura Lee Creative. That's awesome. Very slim and yeah. trim. I like it. Yeah, I like it. I, I like yeah. it. We need more s- doesn't always mean better, I, I will say. Yeah, right. It gets confusing. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like people do not sync in with the work smarter, not harder oh, yeah, thing. Oh, yeah. And I did oh, not yeah. get it. I did not get it in college. I was a architecture, interior architecture major, and we had a wood shop teacher that would be like, work smarter, not harder. He wrote it on the chalkboard every <laughs> damn day. And I was like, yeah, I don't know, man. I'm still in this wood shop like 20 hours a day, and I'm going to chop my hand off because I'm so tired. I don't know what you mean. And then he would just come over and be like, all right, we're going to make a template because you have to cut 30 pieces of wood at this size. So we're just going to make a little jig, and then you're just going to Take this little dowel and you're going to make 30 cuts of it instead of like measuring with a pencil like 30 times. And so he's kind of what instilled the whole work smarter, not harder thing. I did not get it at the time, but now (laughs) I'm thankful. And so I was like, right, I got to apply this to my business. Otherwise, I am going to Mm -hmm. sink. Yeah, 100%. Sometimes those life lessons take, uh, you know, a decade to really (laughs) come to fruition. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but I know our teachers, they appreciate it and they know it and they see it later. And especially now with social media where they can stay connected with you. I'm sure they're just like, oh, this little thing I did 20 years ago. (laughs) (laughs) I actually went to go speak at my high school two weeks ago. I spoke to all the photography classes about just what I do and being an entrepreneur and wedding photographer. And I went to see all of my teachers from and anybody that still works at the high school or hasn't retired, I went to see them and they were like, oh my God, I'm going to cry about what you're doing. 
feeling. I'm so glad stuff sunk in. And so it was really awesome. And they do totally appreciate it. And yeah, I went, my younger brother, I went to one of his parent teacher conferences last year and he goes to the same high school I went to. And I like bebopped around to find like my old teachers. And I was like, Hey, (laughs) what's going on? (laughs) It's so crazy. I love them. Yeah. So if you could, why don't you instill some advice? Because I feel like you have some some things you should just tell the world, whether they're creatives or um, photographers, on some things, some lessons you've picked up over the years, whether it's process-related or not, on things they just need to know that no one's telling them. Yeah. Okay. So I definitely think learning how to delegate is huge for any creative business. And that was very revolutionary for me. And I think people just need to break through that mindset that they're the only one that can do this as good as they are doing it. And number two, I think that as business owners, creating priorities is absolutely essential, not just priorities of what you're going to get done that day. But I Laurelly Creative is very much about working smarter so that you can have an intentional and fulfilling life. So I don't just want to save time so that I save time. I want to save time so I have more time for my relationships and adventure and things, other things that make me passionate, like make me passionate about, you know, more shooting and stuff like that. So setting priorities in your life and business so you can be fulfilled in both is very important. And one of the other just time saving tips is batching everything. And I know you guys are huge fans of batching, but I feel like people don't necessarily grasp all the time what all can be batched. So mm-hmm. for me, now when I'm doing content creation for Laurelly Creative, the first of every month or maybe the 30th of the month before, I'll make my content calendar for the month. I will tide, I'll write down a bunch of ideas. So I'll brain dump. That's one batch. And then I will title everything and subtitle everything. And I'll write all of it out when the due dates are. So I have this whole spreadsheet and air table of what's happening that month. And then I'm able to eventually this will be handed off to a designer. But right now I'm able to open Illustrator and I'm able to make all 15 title graphics for my blog in one sitting instead of opening Illustrator and waiting Mm -hmm. for it to load. And so I'm batching everything. I batch outline because I think... You know, it's it's kind of weird. I was thinking about this yesterday that in high school, they basically wire our brains to the opposite mentality because we have 45-minute periods, or mm-hmm. at least that's what my high school did. It depends yeah. if you have block schedule or not, but you have 45-minute periods, so you're never getting in the flow of anything. You're going 45 minutes, oh, bell rings, next subject. And so to me, they have completely wired our brains for not being productive. So now it's basically having to rewire your brain to realize, all right, I can get so much more done if I just dedicate four hours to outlining Mm -hmm. blog posts for the next two weeks, I can get it all done. And you know, you guys did this in October when you were on your podcast push, just recording, 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 and you were able to take off time and you get in the flow. And this morning, I was going over all my numbers from last year. And I just read profit first. So I've been going through and marking things as profitable and replaceable. And, uh, unnecessary. And we just batch that for four hours instead of being like, all right, I'll I'll, I'll open it when I have some time. So I think batching has just has been very revolutionary for my business. And 
Well, and I think people think that like if they spend four hours outlining their blog post that they wasted the day, that they didn't do anything else. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, you would have done like not even a quarter of that if you're like, okay, I need to outline this one. And then I need to like go email this person. And then I need to send this thing over here. Mm -hmm. I'm like, that's that feeling of you didn't really accomplish anything. But at the end of the week, if you like really hone in on those behaviors, the even if you do three or four days a week like that of like, holy crap, I have all of my blogs outlined for the month. I have like, you know, all of the graphics made or whatever. If that was spread out through the entire week, like you did a lot that week. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And yeah, and just one of the other things that's so important to me that has become very important to Laurely Creative as a whole is just having people redefine what their success is and what their Mm -hmm. values are. And so Mm -hmm. to me as Laurelie Creative, some of the values are community, freedom, balance, passion, adventure. And those are my personal values as well. But they are my values as a company and as an individual. And so when I am coming out with educational content, like right now I'm planning a retreat for creatives and photographers. And the retreat is being planned around those values. So I think when people can define what their values are, it makes decision making way easier because you know what to say yes to what to say no to and it becomes a filter for your life and your business. So that's something I've definitely learned over the last two years that has been really fulfilling for me. I think as we become more productive, we have this tendency to just continue to move on to the next thing or batch this thing and move on and do this and do that. And we don't get a lot of reflection time. So I, I, I just have this feeling that you do actually do this. So, um, talk to me a little bit about how you reflect on the things that you have accomplished and how you celebrate victories and what that looks like for you and your business. Yeah. So I actually have at the end of all of my client workflows to celebrate when something is done. So I wrote out a celebration list about a year ago of all the things I can do to celebrate. And it might just be go for a walk or something like that. So at the end of everything, I am at least trying to take a moment and bask in the fact that a project is completed. But as far as goals and monthly goals, I actually have my monthly goals written on my bathroom mirror. So I literally tape a piece of paper up there. So I'm seeing it every day. And then I use what you guys do, just tweak and repeat method. And, you know, why did that goal not happen if it didn't happen? And what went well, what didn't go well? And I have a Monday morning meeting with both of my virtual assistants and my mom as well. And we just try to prioritize what's important for that week. And especially this year, I have not reflected yet on last year. I did open all my goals and see like, all right, I got this done and didn't get this done, but I have not gone through and figured out why or not why. I feel like I've been doing so much (laughs) teaching on goal setting that I have not even wanted to set a goal yet. I'm like, okay, I'll get to that when I'm out of Mm -hmm. this teaching mindset of teaching goal setting and writing blogs around and stuff. I'll do it for myself. But um, definitely at the end of every month, just reflecting on what went well and what didn't. And well, if it makes you feel any better, I do think there does get to be a point in your business where you've delegated enough and you have a efficient enough where you're like, "Mm, I don't really know yet. Like, like, and it's not (laughs) that there isn't work to be done or that it's not getting done or that you're not accomplishing things, but 
so much has been streamlined and especially and so quickly that you come back and you're like, wait, I don't know what my role is anymore. And so that that's not going to be like a whole nother episode and like this whole long thing. <laughs> that's where we're at. So yeah, I feel you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Abigail, I heard you saying the other day, we're like, wait, this is all I have to do today. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah. Well, and it feels like, and, and that's the flip side of even if you don't have a giant team or, but when, as soon as you've set this stuff up, like we need to remind ourselves, like we just did a crap ton of work that would have normally taken us weeks or months to accomplish. Like we don't have to fill all of that blank space with other mm-hmm. tasks. Yes. I actually have a post-it note. I don't use post-it notes a lot because I use a sauna, but I have a post-it note on my laptop on my desktop computer that says, are you being productive or are you just being busy? Mm. And I think we absolutely do that. We fill time with busy work. And I think it's because we don't know what to do with our time when we have it. So that's kind of why I made when I onboarded my virtual assistant, the first week she came on, she was like, I need you to make a list of 50 things that you can do with your time that you are going to do when I am saving you time with Lorelei Creative. And so I wrote out, you know, I'm gonna watercolor, I'm gonna go to spin class, I'm gonna go for a walk around the neighborhood. And so if I'm like, ah, oh, I'll just check my email and over and over again, <laughs> and like scroll on Facebook over yeah. and over, I'll open up that list and be like, Oh, I can watercolor. I haven't done that in a while. Mm-hmm. And so she made me write out 50 things I love to do. And I love that. now I don't have an excuse for what I should <laughs> be doing with my free time. Well, I know you just gave us a bunch of tips <laughs> and like broke everything down, but we're going to head into talk strategy to me. So I want more tips from you, uh, but you, it's freestyle. You can pick. What do you feel like you have not said to the people's listening and, and just remind us of all the amazing things we need to be doing? Yeah. Okay. So basically, um, I'll recap a little bit. Number yeah. one, just absolutely make a workflow for yourself. Like I I do this for people, (laughs) non-negotiable. I do this for people when people get stuck. So I work with people one-on-one to create custom workflows. But if that's not where you're at, then open up a Google Doc, turn on the microphone and start blurting out everything you do. And then find, filter through your email and see what all those FAQs are coming in from your clients. And can you write an email template for it? Can you write a blog post that combats it? And with writing blog posts, you know, I have so many bridal educational posts that are two years old, but they're evergreen posts. So I have built that into the workflow in an email to send this, you know, 30 days before the engagement session, send them the blog post of what to wear, because none of my brides are going back on my blog for two years. So basically, writing out your workflow, starting to color code it, and then from there, you can put it into a system. So I think number one, every business owner needs to have a client management system. And I have feel like I've gone through them all. And I use HoneyBook. I use a combination of HoneyBook and Asana. So I use HoneyBook for all client-related projects that have contracts and invoices. And then Asana is everything internal. So my Asana is your Trello. And I think getting things out of your head and into a Trello or Asana type of task management system is huge. And I know we didn't really touch on task management, but that is revolutionary for me. I was I was talking to somebody about mentoring yesterday and he said he just has everything on a whiteboard. 
And oh. I was like, uh, well, how big does your whiteboard, how, how big is your <laughs> whiteboard is it your entire <laughs> office? Like, and he's like, yeah, I can never fit all my ideas on it. And he had never heard of Asana or Trello. So I got him, we're going to be setting him up with whichever one is more intuitive yeah. to him. But he was like, this is crazy. I didn't know it existed. So I think just getting set up on a task management system, you guys have obviously awesome resources about that. But getting that set up and then putting your newly created workflow into your client management system because it is not helpful if it is in Google Docs because you cannot scale. You can't open a Google Doc and like nobody's you're not going to print a Google Doc and just check things off as you go and get them done. That's actually what I used to do. So if you still do that, it is okay. But don't do that if you have more than five clients, please. Um, but yeah, so that's just like the workflow side of things. And then on the personal th- side of things so that your business and life can be in harmony, just start setting your values, your priorities and non-negotiables. So I think boundaries in your business are very, very important. And I call them non-negotiables. So what are you not going to give up for your business? Because I think most of us fear saying no to something is going to make our business crumble. So we just say yes, 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 yes. And then we burn ourselves out. So I think defining boundaries, whether that's not working on a Sunday or always having family dinners on the weekends, only taking two portrait sessions a month, I think just Mm -hmm. figuring out what your boundaries and non-negotiables are, and that will make your business more fulfilling. So that's it. Yeah. The episode with all the tangibles. tangibles, (laughs) Yeah, there was a lot. And set deadlines. That is Oh, the love of everything. (laughs) Yes. Otherwise, it will never, ever, 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 Uh ever get done. That's why, you know, my goal setting strategy is probably very similar to yours. I write it out everything for the year, break it down by quarter, by month, by week, by day, by task, by subtask. And it just... Yeah. Like my goal was 10,000 newsletter subscribers last year. So it was like, you know, start guest blogging and uh, being on podcasts and coming out mm-hmm. with new opt-ins and running Facebook ads. And each one of those is a huge project in and of itself. So it was like, all right, once I know this project is pitching yeah. podcasts, now how am I going to do that? Who am I going to do it for? And that was the task, the subtasks, writing out your emails and start researching people that fit your vibe. So it just got broken down to the very minute level. And I think I do that with my workflows and with everything, but definitely deadlines. Yes. Yes, please. Uh, Well, why don't you tell everybody where they can hang out with you more? Because I feel like everyone's going to be in love with you. So where (laughs) are you and what's going on? Yeah, absolutely. So on Instagram, I am at Laura Lee Creative, and it's L-A-U-R-A-L-E-E. And the link will probably be in the show notes. And yes. my educational website is lauraleecreative.com. So that's easy. And my link tree in my Instagram probably has all my other links because I could probably go on and on. <laughs> but um, all the those are all the places you can find me. And if anybody is interested or excited about it, there will be a retreat coming up launching i'm not gonna say when but it'll be soon (laughs) um in this quarter it'll be launching for creatives and business owners and it is kind of encompassing everything that i touched on today it's going to be about blending life and business and creating harmony and day one is going to be all about those life things the non-negotiables values priorities all of that day two is going to be 
organization productivity, setting up your workflows, automating it. And I, it's going to be a retreat in the mountains. Um, yeah. I'm booking the venue today. So really yeah. exciting. And day three is going to be adventure and one-on-one time. So I'm really excited. It'll be a really intimate workshop, but that is just, I've been dreaming of it for two years and have not been able to let go of it. So I'm like, all right, I just make it happen. People in person. Mm -hmm. So making that happen so people can find me there. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, you're so welcome. And I'll also drop you guys a little workbook for people to work through these things. They have one specifically for photographers. It's 10 workflow hacks to get ahead of your to-do list. Nice. And another one, if anybody is interested in the whole life side of things, I have a workbook for designing an intentional life for fulfillment, success, and happiness in line with your business. So I'll drop those to you guys. Yeah, we'll drop those in the show notes so you guys know where to grab them. Thank you so much. This was so helpful. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor. To get podcast updates and all the behind-the-scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.